Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. And this episode, and this episode brought to you by studio.com. That's S-U-D-I-O.com. Check them out for the latest in Bluetooth earbuds and headsets. Again, studio.com. Enter code Mighty Marvel for 15% off. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above ground underwater suborbital volcano lair. This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a big plan. It's real. Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid duo because Eric is out with a little aim hydra sword sinister six itis. Yep, now pretty the, much. That's probably the best way to put it. In other words, something evil is attacking his body. But you do have Kylan and myself, Mike, and we're here to bring you yet another fun-filled episode issue. We have issues here, as Eric would say, mm-hmm. of many <laughs> Marvel geeks. Kylan, what did you do? I I didn't do anything. Um. Um. Well, uh, unless unless he unless he heard me. Well, you know, trying to tweak the 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 hell of us. I got some, you know, found some new parts. I'm trying to do, uh, trying to upgrade it now. Maybe, um, you know, may, maybe Jarvis doesn't like it too much. I don't know. Unfortunately, we cannot ignore the inevitable. Ooh. Uh, or maybe all those upgrades just aren't going to work. There's that. <laughs> True. Anyway, despite what Jarvis says, maybe if we give him a couple knocks on the screen. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. Well, you said that at the end of the theme song, too, so. But I think he means it this time. I hope so. Well, sad news to start us off. Legend. One of the godfathers of Marvel Comics. Right there was Stan Lee and was it Andrew Allerman? Yep. Oh, Andrew's a fun guy to chat with. Oh, what fun did I have with him? I know you had the same fun when you chatted with him as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Steve Ditko passed away. Man. Passed away last Friday. Yeah. So it's a sad day in in the 616. That's, that's all I got to say. It's a sad day in the 616. It, it really is. I, um, you know, um, there's a lot of books in my collection with his work in it and, and his name on it. And, well, Co-creator of Spider-Man. 
Yep. Co-creator of Doctor Strange. Yep. Um, I don't even remember what else he helped co-create. Uh, you know what? No. I'm a- I, I had it. Wait, I had it on, on Marvel Unlimited because um, they had a thing there. Uh, was he a co-creator of Hulk? No, because he didn't come on to Hulk until issue six. Right. Um, I think that's mainly it. Those are the big ones. A lot of covers, um, yeah. which Marvel, which, oh man, check out their new their new site. The site has gone through a nice upgrade. It really has. Um, do I want it for our sites? No. <laughs> um, but I do like it. Uh, ten of the greatest Steve Ditko's covers ever. So um, not only has Ditko created some of the most iconic characters of all time, like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, he also served as an architect of the Marvel Universe. Uh, mm-hmm. He crafted new frontiers, expanded worlds, and uh, his immense imagination was you know, genius. And And you know what they say about that. Well, there is a fine line between genius and madness. <laughs> well, that's that. That that's, is true. Yes. <laughs> so, um, these are considered the ten greatest Steve Ditko covers ever. But there's no there's no ranking of them. So, according to Mar- the article on Marvel.com, um, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna go through. The first one is Amazing Spider, Amazing Fantasy number fifteen from 1962. Yes. Uh, for the most part, this list focuses on Dicko's fully pencil covers as opposed to the ones he inked. But you can't talk about the man without discussing the cover that introduced the world to Spider-Man. Kirby nope. drew the published version with stick with Ditko finishing, and it's an absolute gem come to existence. Still one of the most iconic pieces of the comic book of comic art you'll ever see referenced on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, could you imagine inking and coloring Ditko's pencils or Kirby's pencils? Man, that's... That would be insane. Ah. Uh... Uh, the second cover on the list, Machine Man number 12. Uh, a man of many talents, Dicko has put his genius on display with this Machine Man cover. Witness the, the title character leaping into action to save Human Torch and Thing from the anamorphous scientist turned supervillain, Voletta, or Voletta Todd, otherwise known as Ion. Clearly, the villain earned the upper hand. But how would our heroes triumph? Questions, excitement, drama—it's all there on this on this cover, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah. The next cover is Daredevil number one sixty-two, and this is from nineteen eighty. Of course, uh, Machine Man was from seventy-nine. Steve Ditko may have drawn the first issue of Man Without Fear's ongoing series, but he didn't handle cover responsibilities until nineteen eighty when he rendered this thrilling piece. Uh, between the armed and unseen man in the foreground and the leaping jungle cat, you, you can't help but feel intrigued about what's actually going inside this issue. Right. Uh, strange Tales number 146. Uh, Ditko worked on many Strange Tales covers over the years, usually <laughs> inking Kirby's work or drawing similar or smaller inserts. Um, but with the cover of 146, he not only managed to present Doctor Strange in his magical glory, but also encapsulated all of reality in the mysterious form of eternity. Mm. 
Now, going going back to 1960, Journey into Mystery. Uh, before superheroes swung back into the comic spotlight, uh, with the ad, advent of Fantastic Four and Spider-Man, monster anthologies were incredible reads back in the 50s. With the cover to Journey into Mystery number 58, Dicko put his stamp on the genre with his action-packed image of the kaiju-esque row bursting from below the earth to grab a train. Um, then Strange Worlds number two from 1959. Uh, Dicko may have made his reputation at Marvel drawing, drawing monsters, superheroes, and sorcerers. They also proved adept at working within the realm of science fiction with escaping astronauts, a bla- blasting planet, and a ship caught in its path. You can't help but feel captured by this anthology issue, which is pretty cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man number 23 from 1965. It's the first appearance of Green Goblin. Uh, the first appearance of Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man 14 will always be legendary, but Dicko outdid himself with this cover as the raw crawler outmaneuvers his attacker in midair with an acrobatic flip. Simultaneously, the Goblin launches pumpkin bombs at Spidey, trying to ensnare him in his own webbing. Scenes like this have become common, but it's important to look back and give Dicko credit for starting the trend. Um, then Amazing Spider-Man number 28 from 1965. So just a few months later, uh, about five months later, Molten Man might not have been one of the more popular villains in the Spider-Man rogues gallery, uh, but Dicko presented him to the world with this incredible piece of artistry. Not only can you practically feel the heat coming off Mark Raxton, but all-encompassing shadows nearly swallow the web slinger whole, leaving only the red highlights of his costume to be seen another Ditko classic. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool that they, they take almost the negative space really with it. Right. Right. Um, amazing adult fantasy number 13. Many comic covers feature heroes and villains in the middle of an epic struggle, but few perfectly captured an ongoing or oncoming menace like Dicko did with this 1962 offering. The strange creature pulling himself onto the dock drips with murky water as it plans something sinister for the unsuspecting Dentians of this town. And then finally, Amazing Spider-Man number 33, the final chapter, still stands as one of the greatest stories in Spider-Man's history, and deservedly so. Trapped beneath crumbling debris, Parker must decide if he's going to give himself over to rising water in the crushing weight, or if he'll preserve, dig deep, and prove himself that he is one of the strongest heroes around. Dicko drew the interiors and co-plotted the issue with Stan Lee, but also gave potential readers one of Marvel's greatest covers with this peek at a classic story. So... I think I also, if there was a number 11, I think I've got that cover picked mm-hmm. as the MU pick this week. So there's a hint. This mm-hmm. week's MU pick, Marvel Unlimited pick, is a Steve Ditko tribute. So um, speaking of tributes. Yeah. Um, well, MCU's uh, Spider-Man, Tom Holland, uh, took a moment to pay tribute to um, his character's co-creator. Um, and so, uh, he looks like, yeah, he, he, this happened on Twitter, uh, is a, on, on the Friday, on the Friday of, uh, Ditko's passing. And, uh, this is, uh, from, uh, the sci-fi wire. Uh, it says that, um, as the latest actor to portray, uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man and having been a huge fan of the character as a kid, 
Holland expressed his gratitude to the man who co-created Spidey with Stan Lee in the early 60s. And this was uh, his tweet. We all want to leave our mark on the world. This guy crushed it. Holland wrote in his Twitter post, he made so many people so happy and changed lives, most of all mine. Thank you, Steve. Your life lives on, man. Thank you. And then uh, also on the same day, of course, Marvel Studios, uh, they they made um, a memorial for him as well. And uh, it's a photo of uh, Steve Holland's Spider-Man. It just says... Thank you, Steve. Rest in peace. Yeah, it's Holland's Spider Man. It's in the picture. Yeah, it is. Now it uh, now the article does go on to say, you no, know, it talks about how Ditko created uh Doctor Strange a year after Spider Man. But also Ditko um did some work for uh our distinguished competition. Uh he was responsible for Captain Adam, Blue Beetle, Mr. A, The Question, who is like, honestly, The Question is one of my favorite DC characters, uh, who also served as inspiration for The Watchmen's Rorschach and The Creeper. So, you know, he 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 made his mark both here with uh, Marvel and with uh, DC. And, you know, the I feel like that the comics world is a little less... A little less happy right now, you know? Yeah, well, I know he, he's been out of it for a while, but still. You he, know, no, he, a, he's a legend. Exactly. You know, it, you know, as Billy Joel once said, only the good die young. Yeah. So it's still, in many ways, still too young. Yeah. So um, now I, the thing I found interesting with this story is he was actually found in his apartment on June 29th. Yeah, he was. He was but they're saying he was he, he might have died on the 27th of June. But right. this wasn't but this wasn't even announced, though, until the 6th of July. That he I know. And I know. And that's uh, I, I, I find, you know, as I was no, we were, no, as I was reviewing this story, I read that and I was just like it. I don't know. It, it it almost didn't compute with me, and I'm just like, why, why the delay? You know. Yep. Now, other cool thing about this article, you know, that we had rumors that uh, Steve Holland gave away the title of the next Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Sci-Fi Wire is still going. Um, yeah, you know, we see Parker, you know, Holland's Parker fading into nothingness at the end of Avengers: Infinity War, but he won't stay dead long as he needs to be present for next summer's sequel to Spider-Man: Homecoming, Spider-Man: Far From Home. So, um, I don't remember officially hearing um, hearing them talk about or the Marvel announcement saying they're there, right? So I don't know. I don't either. I mean, the thing is, yeah. Okay, so the thing is, you know, they're uh, at the in Infinity War. The kids are coming back into the city on a school bus. Yeah. My my question is, is it possible that they were returning from that trip? Because the thing is, the movies we don't know when these movies happen in some cases. I mean, yep. like okay, like last week's 
Ant-Man and the Wasp took place between Civil War and Infinity War. Yep. And so, I, I, you know, that's the thing I'm finding interesting is that, um, you know, I, I, I get, you know, what this, you know, what the, the title is and I don't know. I'm like, you know, now I'm curious as to when it happens considering everything that's gone on in, in the MCU lately. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I went back, I'm, I'm briefly looking at the, uh, the Marvel website and they've got the, the, uh, some of the exclusives that they're selling in, in their booth. There's a mm-hmm. t-shirt and it's a, it looks like a plaque it says in remembrance of our fearless leader, Philip J. Colson. I almost want to say Philip J. Fry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gave us his wisdom, his love and his life a couple times. <laughs> um, um, but there, there's a there's a cool Spider-Man shirt with the white logo. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of cool. But there's there's one that's I survived the snap. <laughs> that one's pretty cool. Well, oh, did you see uh, uh, in regards to the snap what um, Feige said earlier this week? No. He said that uh, because animals are sentient beings, that half the animals are gone too. No. So, yeah, so there could could conceivably be somebody somewhere petting your dog or cat or whatever pet they may have, and all of a sudden there's ashes. What about Noah and the ark? That happened all before Noah. Oh, me after. Oh, after. Well after. Okay. Well after okay. Noah. So, all yeah. right. Still, that that arc is now half full. <laughs> so, and it, <laughs> I know that was bad. God. That was bad. That was bad. So I think Eric would say, "Let's move on." Well, sticking <laughs> sticking with the Spider-Man theme, which I'm looking at this cool T-shirt. Welcome to the first Mighty Marvel Comic Convention. 1975, March 22, 23, 24, Hotel Commodore. I say bring it back. Yeah. But instead of calling it the Mighty Marvel Comic Convention, make it the Mighty Marvel Convention. Yes. To include the movies, too. That's the name of Marvel's celebration. It's the Mighty Marvel Convention. I'm all for that. I say bring it back. Yeah, I bring. Uh, please. I I second that emotion. Now, like I said, we're sticking with Spider-Man. Um, this came out over the weekend, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Cage has been cast as Spider-Man. I heard this, and I'm like, say, what? We have Spider-Man. It's Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. But no. Holland's still doing it, but we also got Nicolas Cage. Don't worry. You know, Holt, Holland is still around for the Homecoming sequel, Far From Home, if that's what it truly is. But Cage is taking on a slightly different role. He has been cast as Spider-Man Noir. Oh! In the upcoming film, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is yes, the animated I, feature. Yes. Um. Into the Spider-Verse takes us into a comic book multiverse, which features different dimensions, one of which is with its own Spider-Man. See, I remember seeing when um, on Disney XD was Amazing Spider-Man when they did that series. So now it makes me wonder, Into the Mm Spider-Verse, do we get Spider-Ham or are they going to leave Spider-Ham out? Well, he's part of Spider-Verse. 
it worked for the weekly cartoon series, but will it would it work for the movie? Or is that gonna be too much? But um the Norwal dimension is a darker take on Spider Man and is traditionally set during the Great Depression of the nineteen thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, now, while we may not be seeing massive amount of Spider-Man Noir in the movie, since its main focus is Miles Morales becoming Spider-Man and is being tutored by Peter Parker from another dimension, and obviously Spider-Woman or Spider-Gwen is getting in on the action as well, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't make sense to me. Is it Spider-Gwen or is it Spider-Woman? Because all the merchandise that's starting to come out, which I'm going to get up on the site since I have gotten it from the fine folks at Hasbro, um, they're labeling everything Spider-Gwen. But in the movie, she's called Spider-Woman. So, You know what? Maybe they're guessing because I, you know, I... I think maybe I get the feeling that you know if they see a female in a spider in a, a spider type costume, they assume it's Spider Woman. They don't understand that it's Spider Gwen. Yeah. You know uh, yeah. these these stories are written by people who don't. Yeah, but understand, I but I thought it was know. I thought it was Sony that said it's Spider Woman. Really? Yeah. Maybe we're getting both. I don't know. Um, now, S- Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is going to be released December 14th. I know I will be taking Zoe because she is absolutely excited to see Spider-Gwen on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't see Spider-Gwen, if I remember right. We don't see her in the, the animated series. Right. We saw Spider-Girl, but we didn't see Spider-Gwen. Mm-hmm. And I think Spider-Girl was meant to be Spider-Gwen because it was Gwen Stacy, but she was in the normal Spidey outfit. Right. I don't know. Spider-Verse confuses me at this point. <laughs> uh, um, because, um, so it's going to be the voices of Haley Steinfeld, Lee Schreiber, and Ma- Mahir Shala Ali. Okay, uh, but it's also going. You know, it's quite a heroic year anyway for Cage, who has also confirmed he will be finally Superman by voicing mm-hmm. Superman in the Teen Titans Go or Teen Titans Go to the movies. So and he's he's been trying that for a long time. Yeah, no. So um, so finally he gets his uh his, his time as Nicholas as a uh, as yet another. Spider-Man character, mm-hmm. or in, in another Marvel character, and a uh, a uh, Superman. Finally, there you go. Yeah. So, um, but before we go on, mm-hmm. check out um, an affiliate of ours, Studio.com. They make some great, awesome Bluetooth earbuds and a pair of Bluetooth um, headphones. That if the Bluetooth dies out, you just plug a regular cable in and continue on. Mm-hmm. So you either hook them up to to your adapter for your iPhone or straight into your Android that has headphone ports, as Android people tend to like to rub that in. Um, also, too, they've got regular earbuds that connect into you know for Androids as well that are not Bluetooth. So check them out at studio.com. Use the code Mighty Marvel uh, for fifteen percent off your purchase. So the next story. Well, um, <laughs> well, this this is a little bit interesting. Well, more than a little bit interesting, but um, well, we know that uh, Disney and Fox are in talks uh, regarding a possible merger, maybe probable. I don't know. Well, uh, 
and this is a story from uh, comicbook.com. Uh, uh, Disney's proposed deal to acquire the 21st Century Fox assets has hit a substantial speed bump this week as one of the Fox shareholders has filed a lawsuit in regards to the merger. What an idiot. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Robert Weiss filed the suit on Friday in Delaware Federal Court saying that what was filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission was an inaccurate estimation of future earning. Weiss's suit is reportedly seeking to put a stop to the transaction. Uh, it goes on to say, the lawsuit states that a proxy statement filed on June 28th either omits or completely misrepresents the future, the future financial projections and the data underlying financial evaluation analysis from Goldman Sachs and CenterView partners. Furthermore, the suit claims that the potential conflicts of interest for Goldman Sachs have not been fully disclosed. Uh, in short, unless remedied, 21 Century Fox's public stock, stockholders will be forced to make a voting or appraisal decision on the proposed transaction without full disclosure of all material information concerning the proposed transaction being provided to them, Weiss says in the complaint. So, yeah, so the, basically the, this does uh, hold things up for a little bit. Um, I, and you know, the thing is, I don't know enough about business law to, to, uh, you know, make a comment as far as, you know, this person's com, uh, this person's lawsuit is baseless or not. Um, but I, I, I would, I would say that I believe that Fox is ready to sell. And they're gonna want as smooth. They they're gonna want this to be as smooth as possible. This certainly doesn't help that any. No, it doesn't. But I don't think it's gonna be as bad as everyone thinks. Oh God, no, 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 no. I think at this point in time, Fox might just turn around and go, "You're an idiot. Here's some money to shut you up." Pretty much, and that might and that might be the ploy. And, you know? and it's one of those two. How how can you not take a look at look at what's going to be coming down the pike in, in profit in your stock profits after after the sale? Uh, and you know that's, I mean, uh, at least from the outside looking in, and I can say, I can say this with some certainty because uh, a few years ago, several years ago, I had the foresight to get my wife a share of Disney stock. As an anniversary gift, and uh, this was before uh, they bought. It was before they bought Star Wars or Marvel, so, Lucasfilm, yeah, or Luca, but, Lucasfilm. Yeah, so yeah, it was Mar before they, any of that. They bought Marvel in two thousand eight, right? And then Pixar came after that, I believe. Right, right, and then when they bought Lucasfilm, two thousand twelve. Yeah, so you know the thing is when when this happened, the truth is, see, I bought the uh, we bought I surprised her with the stock before there was an MCU, and so so it's been really interesting in the house because you know the merger was announced and then we get this thick packet which uh, no we didn't read, and then you know. <laughs> And then you know Marvel. Uh, then well, with well, any you know, Fox and uh, Disney come up with an updated offer. Yeah. And so an even thicker 
package came to our uh, came to our, our, our porch, and no, we haven't read that one either. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's interesting to see, you know, how, where this can go. Yeah, you know, especially especially like I don't know if this guy, if Weiss here, if he just doesn't like the merger altogether, or he, he if may be he sees an opportunity to get some cash. He may be anti Disney, and there's that too. Uh, but I, I think that I think the key thing is he may be trying to score some cash, and you know, and, and that could very well be it, and you. Know, mm. And you know the 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 big dogs will address that accordingly. So yep, and hopefully they put him in his place. Hopefully, that's that's all that's all that's got to be said. Well, to continue on, um, he, Marvel's got uh, nine mystery movies coming after nine nine from now until twenty twenty two. Wow! And uh, the comics might have the answer. Okay, so um. The story goes back to March, uh, how we missed it, I don't know, but still kind of interesting. Uh, exhibitor Relations, established, an established leader in the field of entertainment research and data, posted on Twitter back in March um, a scheduled slate of Disney films through 2022. In addition to Marvel, the slate includes Star Wars, Pixar, and both live-action and animated Disney movies. All of them are untitled. Uh, the latest information adds six new mo Marvel movies in addition to the previously confirmed three scheduled for 2020. This brings a total of wh a whopping nine films after Avengers 4 in May 2019. So here are the dates for those nine new films. May 1st, 2020. July 21st, 2020. Previously, mm -hmm. August 7th. So how much you want to make a bet they're going to pull an Avengers Infinity War stunt with this and it's still marketed as August 7th and go, hey, won't we just bump it up? Uh, well, you know, because there there would I be mean, there would be at least three or four films by that point in time. It'd be time for another Avengers or, or group movie to happen. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, do you think that that would be? Hmm. I'm talking 2020. That's mid. So 2020, it could be Guardians. Um, that could be Guardians three. It would be Guardians three. I mean, that the only thing is, as far as groups go, you have Avengers. So I don't know if after Avengers four, if we're going to see a new group of Avengers, or if they're just going to, if the Avengers are done after that. Well, so Feige keeps saying there there's no plans to do anything with Fantastic Four or or the X Men stuff because and he's got to say that because the deals aren't done yet. The purchase, even though they have the blessing here in the U.S., it's not done. Right. Right. But by 2020, it should be. You would think. I mean, I don't know. So, See, that's the thing. so July July 21st, 2020 of AVX. Wow. How about that? Oh, that would be nuts. That would be nuts, dude. Secret War. See, uh, mm, wow. And the thing is, with Secret War, do you do the original in which we see Holland get the black suit? It's, and totally destroy the whole Venom series from Sony? Or do we go with the current Secret War? See, here's the thing. The, if we talk about going current, by the time we get to that, Iron Man is gone. Cap is gone. 
Ah, uh, so, but we go this way. Cap comes back, and we go Secret Empire. Oh, how devastating would it be to hear Chris Evans go Hail Hydra on screen? Oh, dude. I mean, oh man, that would that would that would that would bring back a lot of hurt feelings. And now I wish Eric was here to go. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> Eric I, would lose his marbles over this. I, I'm mic dropping big time here. Could do could do Axis uh, Avengers Axis crossover. That's true. Which brings in the Watchers, since they're going to be under under the control Disney Marvel control now. Right. I mean, we're we're grasping at straws at this point. Um, no. the next one is but, no, no. Go ahead. November sixth, twenty twenty. That's the next film. I mean, we're we're talking going into phase four, potentially phase five. I'm thinking November. I'm I'm gonna go out on the limb here. I think that November we're going to be getting a new Doctor Strange. Uh, what's slated through 2020 or through, through 2019? Well, 2019, we have Captain, Mar- we have Captain Marvel. Right. Avengers. We have Avengers four. What's the third one? That's what I'm trying to find right now. Is, uh, is I'm probably looking to see that my mic is dipped. No, it's not too bad. Um, unless, unless that one is, unless next year we're getting Guardians 4. No, I think Guardian, Guardians 3. Uh, hold on. Try and get to Wikipedia. Marvel movies. See, I love this. Um, Here we go. Character rights. Uh, the Marvel Knights is also given a name to production arm of Marvel Studios. Looking to do... Okay. Uh, Cinematic Universe. Do they not list the movies? Probably the Cinematic Universe I'm looking for. Uh, in development films. All right. There's a listing here somewhere. Okay. Okay. So right now we are Black Panther was this year. Infinity War this year. Um, Ant-Man and Wasp. Just came out. Captain Marvel, March next year. Untitled Avengers film, May of next year. Oh. Um, then Guardians of the Galaxy 2020. Uh-huh. And, of course, this is all fa- part of Phase 3. Phase 3 is Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Homecoming, Ragnarok, Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man, Wasp, Captain Marvel, and the fourth film. Fourth Avengers. Post-Phase 3, which we could say Phase 4. Spider-Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia, they're still writing this, even though nothing official has been announced except by Tom Holland. And then Guardians 3 in 2020. I think Guardians 3 is that May date. Mm. Or well, the July. I It's it's either going to be May 1st or July 21st. I'll give you that. Um, now, we got November 6th, 2020. May 7th, 2021. So I'm thinking you're right. 2020, November 2020 could be strange because that's when the last one came out. Then we got right. May 7th, 2021. July 30th, 2021. November 5th, 2021, which is interesting for 2021. That's like that. Then February 18, 2022, May 6, 2022, and July 29th, 2022. So all of a sudden in 2022, everything's grouped to be done before summer, sort of like now. Right. So four years from now, everything's going to be grouped by in the summer. Mm-hmm. So 
Wow. And right now there is nothing about phase four. Right. I don't think we're getting anything about phase four as at Comic-Con next week. I really don't. You don't? No, I don't think they're announcing phase four yet. Well, I mean, all right, now here's a, how much of this do you think it's because so much hinges on Avengers four? Because personally, I'm pre. I, I don't get the feeling that I. Get the, my feeling is that we're not going to hear anything about Avengers four until may, maybe, maybe after Captain Marvel. That's my guess. I'm thinking Phase Four is going to be announced at D23 next year. I don't even think that we're. I, and I seriously doubt that we would even get a teaser trailer. No. Before I just know. May the only thing we may get a teaser trailer for would be either Spider Man or or Guardians. Right. More more Spider-Man, because that's the first one coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, next year, no. Um, we should have trailers out for, for Spider-Man, because that comes out two months after Infinity War, or the next Avengers movie. We could potentially have a, tr- a teaser for Guardians, because that's okay. 2020. And if it's May right. 2020, we could have have some sort of tease. But I, like I said, I don't think we're getting anything until, um, until whatchamacallit, until uh, D23. Okay. Which is next June. So that's my personal opinion. I, I, you know, I, I feel, uh, and I feel, I I agree with you on this because I feel like Marvel is really wanting to play all this close to the vest. uh, So much so that I'm curious about how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to look come uh come the fall because uh i don't even think it's coming out in the fall i think it's coming out after the first of the year you think so i think so because they're only doing what 13 episodes that's right this that's right that's what they said okay so i would say it's going to wait until after the first of the year and i bet you there's going to be a big tie-in with captain marvel if well, they, I mean, if they've, if they've already gone into the future mm-hmm. with the lighthouse and everything, who's to say that right. same group can't take them back and we get some time with Marvel? Could you imagine Brie Larson on screen? Oh, my gosh. I, I oh, man, I cannot wait. I, I You know, they, they've been making some really big promises about this movie. Yeah, that's what's going on. And unfortunately, they have not done these type of promises before. No. No, but you know what? The thing is, they I, they're well aware of what the stakes are. Yeah, and if they if they're willing to put themselves out there like that, I mean, I mean, after you knocked you knocked it out of the park with Black Panther, you knocked it out of the park with Infinity War, and I'm not and I'm not and I'm not putting down um, Ant Man and the Wasp. It was a good movie. It was a really good movie, but it was a different kind of movie. Uh, but that movie is done well too. Um, having said that, you know, I, I, whenever I see, uh, I'm at the point now where if I see images of Brie Larson or anything from Captain Marvel, I, uh, as long as I'm not getting any spoilers, I love looking at the images. Yeah. So. Well, how about when uh, Fury or Fury Sam Jackson posted the picture of him wearing a mohawked Captain Marvel T-shirt? <laughs> that was killer. Yes, it was. So, uh, what else is going to be killer is San Diego Comic Con next week. Oh, that's going to be huge. That is going to be so huge. Um, 
insane. You know, and the thing is, like, you know, and I, I love how you call you call San Diego. Um, how you put it, Geek New Year? Yep, the Geek New Year. I would say coined by a Mister Kevin Smith. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like he probably he he would know, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and so, you know, the thing with um, Marvel with Marvel, they they now they don't have as big a presence there this year as they have in the past, but um. But they will be there um, with their um, uh, television um, and uh, Marvel and with their Marvel television and animation plant. Uh, and so this is a press release. Um, and this came of the newsrama.com. Uh, Marvel Television and Marvel Animation are returning to San Diego Comic Con with a jam-packed lineup of panels, signings, and fan-first experiences, including Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, Marvel's Iron Fist, which they have a really huge panel planned for that. Legion, yeah. The Gifted, Marvel's Avengers, Black Panther's Quest, and the brand new Marvel project, Marvel's Marvel Rising. Join us for not to be missed panels with exclusive footage and surprise appearances, as well as star-studded autograph signing sessions, all starting on Thursday, July nineteenth through Sunday, July twenty-second. And uh, to get more information, you can just go to marvel.com uh, forward slash uh, SDCC 2018, uh, and they'll give you all the information that you're looking for there. Uh, but yes, but if you go to the uh, press release, they give you uh, looks like they were getting a panel on um, Marvel Rising, which is their animated series. Yep. Uh, and it looks like in this particular series, because um, Marvel Rising is a series that features uh, female superheroes. So along with this, we're getting it, 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 um, so it's it's the Marvel equivalent to Forces of Destiny from Star Wars. Yes, it is, which is a great yes. series. And okay, yes, it, fe- it features female characters, but there's male characters yeah. in it too. So you know, anyone who's going to cause issues, bite me. <laughs> uh, so we so we're going to have um, Chloe uh, Chloe Bennett. Um, who, uh, he just recently announced she's dating Logan Paul. Really? Yeah. Hey, more Funny. power, more power to her. I, I mean, personally, I think the, the guy's a, a nutcase, but, um, but we still, want Wait, you is, on the is, sh- we still want you on the show though. Is low is low. Is that the guy that was doing the, um, the, the YouTube videos? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Cause yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, we have, uh, Melania Van. Vangtrub, uh, who's going to be Squirrel Girl. Uh, then we have... Um, if they ever get that out. It, I mean, it's supposed to be coming, right? It, the shows are done. The eight episodes are done. ABC Family saying, oh, we don't have any slots to put it. <sighs> it's because they, um, they don't know how to schedule Monday nights. Instead of starting the movie at 8.30, wait until 9 o'clock and start your s- stupid movie. Right, right. It's, a, it's, a re, yep. it's an old classic anyway. 
Uh, we also have, you know, so uh, the, it looks like this panel will also have Ms. Marvel, who is Kathleen Kavari from Big Big Little Lies and uh, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, and Patriot is Camille McFadden from uh, KC Undercover and Grown Ups 2. And uh, they also have uh, the writer uh, who is Margaret uh, Scott and Court Lane, who is a senior vice president of animation and family entertainment. And Marsha Griffin, who's vice president of animation current series and development. And Santa Aminat, who's vice president of content and character development. Uh, so that's going to be a that was that's going to be a fun panel to uh, get into. Marvel's Iron Iron Fist has a giant uh, has a pretty huge panel. Now I will tell you, after seeing Iron Fist in season two of Luke Cage, I am so jazzed to see what season two is going to be like. Uh, so this is a you this is your opportunity to get an inside scoop of season two. Um, uh, and it looks like we're going to have Jeff Loeb there, uh, at, uh, sitting on that panel to talk about it. Uh, we also will have a, a fan, looks like this is a Freeform is doing a, uh, Cloak and Dagger panel as well. Oh, dude, they're even doing a Cloak and Dagger experience throughout the whole time at, over at Petco Field. Oh, really? Yeah, which apparently you could get a lanyard and a badge for for rocks on. Oh, oh, that's so cool. Now I wish I was there so I could get my photo on the stupid badge so I could get the lanyard. Yes. Uh, now the gifted, uh, uh, you'll get a sneak peek of what season two has in place for the gifted. And um, looks like there is also a panel for Marvel Animation Presents. And a panel for Legion. And oh my God, guys, I'm telling you, uh, Legion is such a head trip. Uh, season two blew season one out the water. Uh, and yeah, I, I would suggest, uh, for those of you who are going to, are, are planning on going to San Diego, Hit the website, uh, check out all the Marvel goodness that's going on. There's a lot, along with uh, some signings as well. Uh, looks like they're even with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're doing a signing. So that's going to be awesome, you know. So, yeah, that's uh, – I, I, I will say that I, I, mean, I plan on keeping uh, my eyes peeled for – uh, what's going on with yeah. uh, what, what what's going to be going on with San Diego? Um, especially, you know, it's I think it'll be cool to see uh what Marvel Animation has in store, especially um, especially with their new series coming out. Yeah, yep. Well, speaking of new, it is that time for the picks of the week where we pick the books for new comic book day. And since Eric wasn't able to join us this week, um, because I think he might have had just a little, oh, I can't find it. I hate when I can't find things. Uh Oh, I know. Did I move it to the front? Did not. This is nuts. Oh. This has got me like a pirate with a ship will in my pants. <laughs> I know, I had to go there. Ah, here we go. It is that time for... 
picks of the week. So I'm going to start us off with Star Wars number 51. Hope dies part two. The Millennium Falcon alone versus an entire Imperial fleet. Can Leia discover the cause of this disaster? Uh, and this is done by Karen Gillian, Salvador LaRocca, and David Marquez. Wow. So. Man. Well, uh, keeping it uh, Star Wars. Uh, I my first pick is Star Wars po- Star Wars Poe po Dameron number twenty nine. Uh, this is by Charles Soule, Angel Enzueta, and Phil Noto. Where were Snap Wexley, Jessica Pava, and the rest of Black Squadron during the events of the Last Jedi? Fighting for the very survival of the resistance, of course. Now, at last, their story can be told. And I'll admit, I was curious about that, you know, because although we only have one member of Black Squadron present, so I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that we'll get to see their story now. It's very cool. Uh, up next is Darth Vader, Star Wars Darth Vader Annual Number Two. Darth Vader in, intends for the Empire to hold no secrets for him or from him, which means it's time to dig into the pet project of Governor Wilhuff Tarkin and Orson Krennic. The massive battle station being built on Geonosis, aka DS1, or the Death Star. Oh. Opportunity arises when the project is hindered by sabotage from unknown unknown forces. The Emperor calls on his Dark Enforcer to root out the source of treachery that threatens to de- destabilize the Empire's galactic ascent. So, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Falcon Trade Paperback Volume 1, Take Flight, by Rodney Barnes, Joshua Casera, Jesus Sace, and Jesus Sace, rather, Sam Wilson, Wink Warrior, Avian Avenger, and one-time Sentinel Liberty, takes to the skies once more, reborn and recommitted as a freedom-fighting, high-flying Falcon. Take on a new assignment while training. Taking on a new assignment while training his protege, the Patriot, Sam soars far and sees all. But this mission sets him on a collision course with an enemy way out of his weight class, the demonic Blackheart. The Falcon and the Patriot must fight to restore order as a full-scale riot threatens to destroy Chicago. But with the son of Mephisto fanning in the flames, the city will be put through hell. And so will Sam. The Falcon calls on Dr. Voodoo and for calls on Dr. Voodoo for aid as the fate of Chicago and perhaps the world hangs in the balance. Can Sam Wilson scream triumph in the face of unspeakable evil? This is collecting Falcons issues one through five. Cool. Well, my third pick of the week is Old Man Hawkeye, number seven of 12, by Ethan Sachs and Mar- Marco Caquetto. Uh, the fall of the superheroes. Hawkeye's been on a mission to hunt down the Thunderbolts that betrayed him. Now see exactly what happened on that fateful date 45 years ago, and it's in all of its bloody detail. This issue, everybody dies. Wow. So your third pick, if you would, please. My third pick of the week is Life of Captain Marvel, number one of five. The definitive origin of Captain Marvel. 
Carol Danvers was just a girl from the Boston suburbs who loved science and the Red Sox until a chance encounter with a Cree hero gave her incredible superpowers. Now she's a leader in the Avengers and the commander of Alpha Flight. But what if there were more to her, there was more to her story? When crippling anxiety attacks put her on the sidelines in the middle of a flight of a fight, Carol finds herself reliving memories of a life she thought was far behind her. You can't outrun where you're from, and sometimes you have to go home again. But there are skeletons in Captain Marvel's closet, and what she discovers will change her entire world. Written by best-selling author Margaret Stoll and drawn by fan-favorite comics woman Carlos Pacheco. This is the true origin of Captain Marvel. Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. Well, my final pick comes to us from Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez. It's Spider-Gwen, number 34. The trial of Spider-Woman concludes. For months, Gwen Stacy has been fighting the world as Spider-Woman. Now her mask is off, and she's got to face the music as Gwen Stacy. Oh. So... Well, my last pick of the week of the week is Cable number one fifty nine, and this is by Ed Brisson, Jermaine Peralta, Daniel Warren, and Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, Past Fears Part Five: Back to Cable's childhood with Red and Slim. Young Cable faces his biggest fear: his own techno organic virus, and this is guest starring Cyclops and Phoenix. Okay. Well, I do have the MU pick for this week, uh, as we talked about. And I went with, I think is probably another great and should have been in the top 10, but um, Amazing Spider-Man number 31. It's from December of 1965. Uh, cover artist is Steve Ditko, writer Stan Lee, penciler inks le- by Steve Ditko, letters by Sam Rosen. Um, of course, in this is the first appearance of Gwen Stacy, mm-hmm. first appearance of Harry Osborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master Planner is the antagonist in this. It's the voice. Um, and on the cover, it's great. It says, if this be my destiny, then underneath, and then underneath this great spider logo with Spider-Man's head in the center and artwork in between, it says, dedicated to you, the great new Marvel breed of reader. That sounds so Stanley. It really does. And, and this looks so, so amazing in this, um, the synopsis uh, I'm just going to hit the first paragraph of this. Spider-Man swinging around town when he notices a group of masked men escape by helicopter from a plant that produces atomic devices. As he swings on board and fights the men in the helicopter, they dump the stolen cargo into the water below. Spider-Man doesn't notice this as he's assaulted by sleeping gas and has to swing out before he falls prey. As he looks underwater, the men and the gadgets have disappeared. Meanwhile, in an underwater base, you don't think they're talking about this one. I don't think so. Okay. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. A person sends a task force to retrieve the cargo from the water. Spider-Man leaves and goes to register for his first year of college. Peter comes home and Aunt May suddenly faints. 
Uh, now, some continuity notes. The cause of Aunt May's illness is revealed in issue 32. Ned Leeds proposes to Betty back in the issue prior to this, in issue 30, but she gives him, the, but she finally gives him the answer in Amazing Spider-Man 43. And the, wow. And the identity of Master Planner is revealed in issue 32. Um so, publication notes: the story is reprinted in Marvel in Marvel Masterworks number sixteen. Uh, in this, the final year on Amazing Spider-Man, Steve Ditko uh, is not given credit as plotter on this issue, and it's the only issue he's not. Um, chances are this is an oversight. And like I said, uh, first appearance of Gwen Stacy and Harry Osborn, two of the biggest characters in the series. Um, and the credits is Masterful Script by Stan Lee, Magnificent Artwork by S- Steve Ditko, and Mellifluous m- Melifor- Lettering by Sam Rosen. Mm-hmm. So, kind of cool there. Th- that's the picks of the week. Any final thoughts? I, you know, um, I just want to take uh, an opportunity to just say um, rest in peace, Steve. Um, yeah. Awesome. I, I, as I've proven, you still live on in the Marvel Universe. You still live on through Marvel Unlimited. Uh, you still live on in all those back issues and comics out there today. So Yes, yes. Um, thank you so no much. Doubt. Thank you so much, sir, for your contributions. Um, I, I think we'll dedicate this episode, or this issue, definitely is dedicated to the life of Steve Ditko. Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. This week's issue is called Steve Ditko, the man, the le- the myth, the legend. I couldn't say it better myself, man. I think that's perfect. So, if you've got nothing else, I don't. I don't have anything else. Only one thing left to be asked, Jarvis, if you would. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. Yeah, um, it looks like that when we may actually be getting that, um, Black Widow movie now. Really? Yeah, uh, uh, came out, uh, earlier before I recorded, before we started recording, and it looks like they've actually, uh, chosen a director. So maybe that's one of the movies that we're, that's one of the nine movies that, that we have planned, or I don't know, I don't know if... You know, how far along do you need, how much more you need once you get a director, you know, so. Yeah. That'd be cool. Does it say who it is? Uh, yeah, it's, um, actually we get another uh, female director for this. Uh, actually, let me just pull it up real quick. It is, uh, Kate. Shortland. Awesome. So yeah. 